Let's continue with that next parable. Picks up at verse 45. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant seeking beautiful pearls, who, when he found one pearl of great price, went and sold all he had and bought it. Now, again, the traditional teaching of this passage is that we discover the value of the pearls, sacrifice, and purchase the pearls. However, I hope you're one step ahead of me here. I hope that you realize who the merchant is in this passage, that it's not us. No, instead, the focus should be on Jesus. I think that Jesus is the merchant. Let me give you key point number two. Christ would have made the purchase even if you were the only one. Now, let's unpack that. What do I mean by that? Again, the same point is made that you cannot purchase salvation. So since you cannot purchase it, we have to consider there must be something else going on here. We do not purchase the field in order to gain Christ. We cannot purchase the pearls in order to gain Christ. So what is it? It's the other way around. For by grace you have been saved. This is Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. For by grace you have been saved through faith. And that not of yourselves, it's a gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. Have you ever heard someone say this statement, that Jesus would have died for you even if you were the only person in the world? Have you ever heard that statement? If you were the only person in the world, Jesus would have still came and died for you. Now, how do we know that? How can, we, how can we say that with confidence? Where is that found in Scripture? It's found right here in this parable. When you understand that Jesus is the merchant, look again, again. The kingdom of heaven is like a merchant seeking beautiful pearls who, when he had found one pearl of great price, just one is all it would take, that he would do what? Went and sold all that he had and bought it. That's, that's the depths of God's love. That even if there was just one person in the world that needed salvation, Jesus would be willing to sell all that he has for just that one. Now, why would he do that? Because he values the hidden treasure and he values the pearl. So if Jesus is the man who bought the field, and if Israel is the hidden treasure, then where are we in this parable or this trilogy of parables? I would suggest that we are the pearl. The pearl. The pearl is unique. It's unique because... It is the only listed gem that comes about through pain and suffering. A pearl begins a slow, creative process from a tiny grain of sand. Uh, and that sand has slipped into the oyster's shell, uh, more specifically underneath the muscle of the mollusk. And the oyster endures an irritating texture and tries to coat the sand uh, with a substance that it creates. 
And over time, the oyster will, uh, will continue to place multiple coatings, coating after coating after coating upon that tiny grain of sand to create the pearl. And like a pearl, the church is the product of suffering. Christ died for the church, and his suffering on the cross made possible her birth. So what does that mean for us? What is it? What is that? If, if Jesus is the merchant, Jesus is the one who was in the field, Jesus sees the hidden treasure, and that's Israel. And he purchases the field, making it available for everybody, even the Gentiles. And then he's willing to purchase the pearls, which are the church. What does all that mean for us? Well, he gives us a third parable in this trilogy. Verse 47. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a dragnet that was cast into the sea and gathered some of every kind, which when it was full, they drew to shore. And they sat down and gathered the good into the vessels, but threw the bad away. So it will be at the end of the age. The angels will come forth, separate the wicked from among the just, and cast them into the furnace of fire. There will be wailing and gnashing of teeth. Jesus said to them, Have you understood all these things? And they said to him, Yes, Lord. Then he said to them, Therefore, every scribe instructed concerning the kingdom of heaven is like a householder who brings out of his treasure things new and old. Now, perhaps it's just me, but I'm not sure that they were being completely honest when, when Jesus says, do you understand all of these things? Do you understand these parables? And they go, uh, yes, Lord. Uh, and then he continues, the, you know, there, therefore, every scribe instructed concerning the kingdom of heaven is like a householder who brings out of his treasure things new and of old. I am confident there had to be someone else like me in that crowd that was going, I'm still not quite sure what he was saying. And we see that typically with the disciples. They're usually the ones afterwards that come to Jesus and say, "Um, what exactly did you mean by that? But Jesus ends the trilogy of parables by doing this. Inviting those who were listening to him to join him in his search for treasure or souls. In fact, that is his invitation for us. That's the whole purpose of this last, this last parable of this trilogy. He is inviting us on this search for treasure. Several years ago, had a friend of mine, a Jewish friend, he often called himself uh, a completed Jew. He has since gone on to be with the Lord. When I asked him, I said, what what do you mean by a completed Jew? He said, a completed Jew is someone who is of Jewish descent, uh, but has placed their faith in Christ as Savior. 
when he and I would have conversations about parables such as this, and a lot of times he had insight into things that, uh, being Jewish, that uh, was quite helpful. And perhaps um, we read through this and we, we miss it sometimes. We miss some of the things that are, uh, are, have a, a strong Jewish aspect to it. But we've been given the task of proclaiming the gospel to everybody who will listen. We are fishers of men who cast nets. And perhaps, whether in person or online, you're watching and you're of Jewish descent. The gospel is for you. You are God's treasured possession among all nations. The gospel invites you to become a completed Jew by placing faith in Christ. Or perhaps you're here this morning or even watching online and you're Gentile. You don't come of of Jewish descent. Well, the gospel is for you. You are God's pearl. The gospel invites you to become grafted into the family of God and then become a fisher of men. Or perhaps you've already accepted Christ. Perhaps you're here this morning in person or even watching online. Let me assure you, the gospel is for you. It is the life-changing power of the gospel that sustains us. It is the life-changing power of the gospel that we are to proclaim because we have been invited to become fishers of men and cast nets. One last thought, and then we're going to pray together. Jesus is the householder who has identified his people as his prized possessions, hidden treasure. That's the old. And pearls. That's the new. Let's pray.